morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever it happens to be, wherever you are on this lovely little planet we call Earth, you are now tuned in to a new episode of the No Shit InfoSec Podcast, and I'm your host, Robert Campbell. Please be forewarned, this episode may contain strong language, or at least language that you may not consider good. It all depends how you look at it. So, Sit back and get ready to learn something that Evil Steve doesn't want you to know. All right. Hey, uh, welcome to another episode. Uh, I'm Robert Campbell. I'm joined here today by my son, uh, Isaac. Say hi. Hola. And, uh, of course, we have Brady. And uh, go ahead and do the introductions on your side. Yeah, this is Brady Frost. And my son, Devlin, is with us today. Hello. Hey, welcome. So, um, y'all may be wondering why we have our kids on the show today. Well, this is an information security podcast, but as we said, this is for regular people. So, who's more regular than our kids? <laughs> so, um, we're going to go ahead. I'm just going to kind of um, throw out some questions here and just kind of get an idea. So. Um, We'll start on your end, Brady. Um, I, I just want to have your son just kind of give us an idea of what it means to use the internet safely. Just, just kind of in his own words. Yeah, go ahead, Devlin. Yeah. So, basically, you don't tell your past to anyone. Keep your identity safe. Don't share anything that's not the greatest to put on around there. And yeah. Okay. How about you, Isaac? Um, basically, anything that reveals your location, keep that a secret. Don't tell anyone. Um, anything that reveals your identity, any really just anything private, or just do not get that out. I'll see you have some problems. Okay. So, there we go. Um, what do you? What do you? What are your thoughts on that, Brady? I think you know, and I'll just say that uh, I did not prompt Devlin at all for this discussion, and I, I was pretty impressed with what he said. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um. Isaac has a leg up because um, in his household, there's somebody who streams video game stuff and they have people that don't like them and they have been swatted in the past. So um, there, there's a little bit of OPSEC there when it comes to uh, doing things online. So he's got a little bit of a leg up there. But again, yeah, no prompting over here, just uh, straight up. Um, that's good. We don't want to be telling people um, where we live. We don't want to let people know where we're going. Um, this one of the biggest problems I see is people make posts on social media. Um, they're checking in in places. Great. You just checked in at the airport. Now everybody knows that you're not home or going to be home for a while. Why can't you check in like after you're done? Like, hey, um, I went out to dinner or, hey, I just got back from a trip to Africa. 
Why are you telling people as you're going, oh, great, this person's not going to be in the country for two weeks. Let's go uh, have some fun with their house. Um, kids posting pictures. You know, by default, what's included in any picture that you take with any mobile device? Do you know? Um, okay, anything on your side, Brady? Information. What kind of information? Just stuff like if you're in your house, then you could be showing someone something that you're not supposed to. If you're outside at a certain place, then people know where you are. How would, all right, so from locations in the picture, but all, every picture by default has your GPS coordinates on the picture. It's part of the metadata. Anybody can look at that. You can download the picture and look at the information and you can get the exact GPS coordinates of where that picture was taken. So if you think about it, we have kids that are posting pictures of themselves at school with exact GPS coordinates, taking pictures from home with exact GPS coordinates, going out to places with exact GPS coordinates. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Did you know there's predators out there that like literally have maps of children? Literally maps. I mean, if somebody wants like a blonde hair, blue eyed girl that's 11 years old and doesn't weigh more than 105 pounds, um, it's just a simple matter of looking through their database and then combing through. They've got access to all their social media. So it's just a matter of, hey, look, here's someone who's sneaking out for a party tonight. Guess who's not coming home? And, you know, it's kind of a dark topic, but uh, the U.S. is actually one of the biggest countries on Earth or slave trade. That's kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the bastion of freedom, and we are one of the biggest countries on the planet that engages in human slave trade. Um, not that we do it as a country, but... Uh, not good. Yeah. But... <laughs> well, that brings up the next question, is... Uh... Do either of you guys worry about who you talk to on the internet? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, we elaborate on that. Like, um, like if I'm talking to somebody, I make sure, I, I really make sure that I do not leak any information whatsoever. doesn't matter if they're, like, a friend or is like, an online friend or just a complete stranger. I'm not going to leak anything. Yeah, you could be friends eh, with a adult who may want to do not great things. So you really have to be careful and not really let anything slip. Yeah, it's it's real easy to pretend to be something you're not on the internet. And you really, unless you actually know the person in real life on the other end, there's assumptions being made as to who that entity on the other. That's even assuming that the that what you're talking to is actually a person and not even a bot. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, talking to people online definitely uh, 
want to keep your guard up when it comes to that. Um, do you guys, we, we've kind of beat this one up a little bit. Let's go ahead and find something else. Um, when you're playing games on the internet, what kind of games do you like to play? Whether it's on your phone, your tablet, uh, computer, it doesn't matter. What, what kind of games do you like to play? Uh, mostly online combat games. Okay, like first-person shooter? Um, well, like first-person shooters, um, I like to play War Thunder. I also like survival games. Okay. Okay. How about mm -hmm. over there? I mainly just play games on apps that I can trust. Because there's many games out there that can end up taking information. Yes, there are a, well, pretty much everything is taking your information. Um, it's just a matter of how much information they're taking and what they're doing with it. Um, so that's a problem. But one of the bigger problems is free games. You know, those free game sites that you can go to? Those things are littered with malware. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely malware heaven. If you go and you play some kind of a free game on the internet, you uh, you can pretty much be sure that your computer just got something. Which Definitely. Is, yeah. Now, do you guys have like your own account that your parents set up for you on your computer? Um, I I do have my own account. Okay. I'm, I'm a, go ahead. I use my school account. Okay. Now, do you, Isaac, know if your account is an administrator account or if it's just a user? Um, Can you install stuff? Yeah. Then you're an administrator. Yeah. How about on your, if you're using a school account, you're probably not an administrator. I, I, I would hope. Definitely not. Yeah. Well, the problem with Isaac here is he's surfing the internet as an administrator, which means that any malware that touches his computer can also run as an administrator. Now, I know we've got that thing, user access control, UAC that pops up. Hey, this thing is trying to do this. Uh, Brady, how hard is that to get around? That's really easy. But I have to interject here and, and just say that Devlin isn't telling the entire story. He asked to play browser games on his mom's computer, and his mom's account is an admin. <gasps> and he is more than happy to sit there and play browser games. And what does what does dad always say, Devlin, about browser games? Not the best thing to do. No, dad says no browser games. Not not the best thing to do. And Absolutely not. mom will let Devlin use her account and he will go and play browser games when dad is not around. Absolutely. Look, we're all human. I get it. Those games are fun, aren't they? <laughs> eh, it's just something to do. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Here, let me go kill some time and see if I can get some malware on my mom's computer. Wow. Things have changed since I was a kid. <laughs> we used to go out and have BB gun wars. <laughs> uh, 
Well, that's kind of crazy. Um, how about you, Brady? Another question? Yeah, let's have it. Or, you, or do you want me to ask a question? Which one? You go ahead. I asked the last one. All right. Uh, do have either one of you played Roblox? Yes. Once before. Once, huh? What about Fortnite? I'm good. Devlin, Devlin loves Fortnite, doesn't so, he? Uh, go go ahead. He, he plays when he's not supposed to. Throw out the bad news about those two. So Fortnite is a little different, but Roblox is definitely uh, – it's a – Game marketplace. It's designed for kids, but abused by adults. A lot of kids end up playing with adults and they don't even know that they're playing with adults because everybody's got the same kind of characters. Well, and you can create your own little game rooms, can't you? Yes. Yes. D yeah. Did you know that there's game rooms where there is adult stuff going on inside those rooms. Ever let. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they find them and they shut them down, but how hard is it to just start up another one? Yeah, it's all over the place. Um, so we've got that problem going on. And there's also the problem that those platforms are filled with child predators. Because it's so easy to communicate with kids and their guard is down because they're playing something that they think is just for kids with other kids. Which makes them perfect targets. So, not, not good. But yeah, the, those sex rooms in there um, and worse. So definitely um, something to keep in mind. Roblox has a, a whole bunch of that. kind of crazy isn't it yeah and i think this is a shout out to the parents out there as well you know a lot of times i see kids get the phones and you know they they can be occupied for a stretch of time but you have to be careful because all these apps that are out there and available and they're free to get playing and and then get in there and get immersed and they're not in your hair well other people have access to your kids. If, if your kids aren't paying attention to you, they're paying attention to someone else. And um, that's the part that we, we tend to forget. So, and how many parents actually go to check and see like what games they're playing and, you know, do they actually know anything about these games? Do they actually like look and see what they're doing in these games, who they're talking to, what kind of chat capabilities are there? Can those things be disabled? And, um, you know, we talked about malware. Now, I know that people are going to say, oh, but I've got an Apple, so I'm safe, right? Isn't that why you buy Apple? You'll hear it a lot. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you're safe. Yeah. The uh, the largest growing sector for malware last year and the year before is Apple. Was, is Apple. <laughs> More malware is being created for Apple than Windows. Roll that around your head for a minute, parents. 
Hmm. And I think this goes back to the illusion of security we were talking about in a previous episode is if you think you're safe, you're actually less safe because you're not being as vigilant. Absolutely. You're putting your guard down. Um, when you get a product and you're told that it's safe or you're playing a game and you think that it's safe, you let your guard down in the way that you use it. And that makes you vulnerable and everyone who uses your device vulnerable. And that's kind of the thing is realizing that when we use the internet, we have to be vigilant all the time. And it's not just, okay, well, you know, I'm just doing something here and you got, you got to think about it all the time. And the problem is, is the internet is something that is deceptively safe. Um, but Brady, I mean, you and I both work in information security. How safe would you rate the internet? It is not safe. You know, whenever I'm teaching a class, I always tell my students, you guys can go ahead and do this. So imagine that you go ahead and close your eyes, close your eyes. Now imagine that you are on a bicycle naked. Riding down the middle of the freeway. Naked and afraid. Naked on a bicycle, rolling down a freeway with all of these cars and trucks coming at you, going past you. That doesn't sound very safe, does it? Not at all. It's not safe, and you are that exposed. And people don't realize that your information can all be captured people don't realize that it's very easy for me to go into Starbucks and capture their information as they're doing something. And I can replay videos that they watched. I can recreate web sessions. I can reconstruct emails. It's, uh, it's kind of nuts. And people don't realize that that information is very vulnerable. And even if you think that the information is encrypted, is it? it? You know, that's what are you connected to? And is the thing that you're connected to safe. a proxy that is breaking the connection and creating a new connection? So um, I imagine that either one of you know what a proxy is, do you? No. no. Um, are there any sites at school? that you can't get to from the school's network? Right. Is, are there ways to get to those sites? Um, not that I've found. Not that I've tried. Not that you've tried. That's a good I, answer. I haven't really tried. Well, I'm going to tell you guys this because you're going to come across it, especially as you start moving toward, you know, high school. There's this thing called proxies. So let's say that your school has, we'll just use Facebook as an example. Facebook is blocked. You can't go to Facebook, yeah. but you really want to go to Facebook because like you want to see what's going on. Well, there's all these different sites out there that are proxies and we'll just say like proxy.com. Well, your administrator has facebook.com blocked, right? Is proxy.com blocked? Probably not. So you make a connection to proxy.com. 
Proxy.com creates a new connection from their servers to Facebook. So all your firewall at your school sees is this connection to Proxy.com. You, on the other hand, have a full connection to Facebook. The problem is, in order for Proxy.com to create that new connection, the encryption stops at their server and starts with the new connection, which means that everything that goes through their server is in plain text, including your credentials that you use to log in. Kind of crazy, isn't it? Is and that a good thing or a bad thing, guys? Horrible. Not bad. And the problem is, is kids use these things all the time, and it, proxies go up all the like trying to block proxies is like playing whack-a-mole. They just they spin up so many every single day. Um, and the problem is, is they make sure that kids know about them because they know that kids use them. And here's all these kids using proxies, and a lot of them are not to be trusted. <laughs> so you've got people that are setting up proxies, capturing kids' login information to all of their accounts. So now not only do they have your pictures and know where you live, but now they have access to all of your social media accounts. And whatever else you logged in using that proxy. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? But, you know, I mean, this is one of those things that we don't really tell people what the actual dangers are when you use the Internet. We just find out that we can do something. Hey, look, I can get to Facebook. And that's as far as we go with it. Instead of stopping to ask ourselves, well, wait a minute, if I got around a restriction to get there, what, what happened to my traffic? And nobody stops to think about that. They just want to do something. And as long as the result is there, then they're happy with it without realizing that the result may have come at a much higher cost than they would have been wanting to pay. Kind of crazy. Yeah, so I think that's a really interesting um, example. And I think we need to kind of break that down for a second because it's worth highlighting the feeling of getting around those school uh, restrictions because that's what you guys get it's what you're gonna see your friends are gonna be like oh check it out i can log into this and you're gonna say i can't how'd you do it but the real question is if they're connecting to something that is helping them bypass the rules what is the benefit for that site Nobody rides for free. If it's free, then you must be careful. You must be the product. The product. They are selling you. And it could be just, you know, they're selling your user information, or it could be something much worse. But the problem is, is how do you know? And how do you know if that site has been hacked by someone else? What if it is a legitimate proxy run by a legitimate company, but they've been compromised by a bad hacker who now has complete access to all the traffic that goes through that proxy? 
Kind of crazy. <laughs> Anything else you want to throw in on that, Brady? Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to harp on it too much. Uh, old people sound like they hate the internet and they hate these games and they hate the Fortnites. But really, we've been around for a while. And it's about recognizing the dangers. Because I get it. Fortnite is fun. And Fortnite could be safe. But it could also be very dangerous. Do you remember lawn darts? Yes. So uh, go ahead and describe for our audience what lawn darts were. So lawn darts are like the actual darts. But instead of throwing these darts at a dartboard, take that dart and explode it by about 10 times. Right? Yeah. So you've got a dart that's about two foot long. Now you throw that sucker in the air and it goes flying upwards and then it comes flying downward run and stabs into hopefully the lawn yeah and it, the lawn darts came with these two rings that were about the size of a hula hoop and you would throw them up in the air and the goal was to get your dart inside the hoop you know and of course you know it's kind of like horseshoes where the closest you know and you get points and stuff like that well but when you've got this big dart with you know, i mean it's got a metal tip on it how long do you think it took for kids to start doing other things with these darts, including just throwing it straight up in the air? Not very long. Not very long. Not very long at all. Yeah, there were actually, I mean, there were lots of people that were injured badly, and there were even people killed when a dart came down and went through their head. So, yeah. And eventually... They made legislation and outlawed it. And if you find lawn darts today, it's almost impossible to hurt yourself with them. It's like foam tip. <laughs> they're, they're no fun. The fun is gone. Yeah, in a way. But my point is, we have a tool that we use, a game that we use that's every bit as dangerous and we've been using it longer than we ever used lawn darts. And there is no real push from anywhere to actually make this safer. All people want is the appearance of being safe rather than actually being safe. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because another problem site for teenagers and it's been demonstrated. Instagram for young Ooh, kids. Instagram because we're in this whole social media environment where showing off the cool stuff, you know, having you know, getting to be an influencer. Everybody wants to be an influencer. But what Facebook, who owns Instagram, found out was that the rates of depression and anxiety. And bullying all went up for young teens, 13 to 18 years old, with using 
the Instagram accounts. So why do we why do we permit our kids to have access to Instagram where somebody can say something hurtful and mean uh, and just totally leaving out the danger of somebody cyber stalking and and capturing where you're going and, you know, where you like to hang out and when you're at home and when you're at school and and how you walk from home to school and school to home. Leave that out. Yeah. But just, I mean, but it's, it's just a team. Right. To be a, to be an influencer, you have to have people following you, right? And liking your stuff. Yeah. Which means what happens if somebody doesn't like your stuff? And they start attacking you. The other thing is, is when you're looking at all of these other people and the stuff that they're posting, People are posting stuff to make themselves look better than somebody else. What does that do to your own sense of yourself when you see everybody that has better everything than you? Ruins your self-esteem. You just no keep wonder, no wonder they're depressed. <laughs> it's like keeping up with the Joneses for kids. That's a that's a good point, Brady. Thanks for yeah, bringing what, that up. What were you going to say, Devlin? Just, yeah, it just starts up that envy, lowers how you think about yourself and what you have, and it just makes you want more. And um, I tell you what, you guys, you're not at the age where you need to be thinking about that yet. No, I that's something that, you know, we actually didn't have to deal with as much as kids. You know, we talk about, oh, when I was a kid, there was no phone and there was no internet. And, you know, I was 15 when we had internet and you'd pull up a web page and it would take sometimes five minutes, 10 minutes for a picture to load line by line as it scanned down the picture. Yeah. But the, the other side of that is, is that we didn't have somebody else always walking around with us basically that could make us feel bad about ourselves you know we left school at school uh there was a landline a, a phone that hung on the wall that you could talk to somebody um but you couldn't spend all day on there usually because you know somebody else might be calling the house and there'd be a busy signal if you had the line up or yep. if you're lucky for a while there was call waiting and it would beep and then you'd you know oh i gotta go there's a call for my mom or my dad or whatever but the good thing about that is we didn't have such an attack on our self-esteem at all times. 24-7. Yeah, that's kind of what our kids are facing. And and it's rough because they're comparing yourself to everybody else is a big thing. You know, that's a natural thing. But when we were kids, we actually got a break from that. You know, there was just going outside and, and playing. There was, um, you know, I would get a stick and hit weeds and and i was you know in this whole adventure uh casting magic and all that stuff but nowadays you know you just get on your phone yeah. or you get on the Fortnite or the browser games yeah call it the Fortnite just for fun i know it's not yes. the Fortnite; it's just called yes. Fortnite, but we're you know. old <laughs> the googles <laughs> But I think that there's a big point there is that our kids 
do have it a lot harder than us. You know, we look at it and you have all this information at your fingertips, but there's a big dark side. There is a reason why Facebook keeps targeting teens with Instagram, even though they know it's harmful for them. It's because we are, excuse me, we are all the product and teens are a very lucrative product. They are. They are. Now, um, I don't want to bash video games. I'm, I just want to make that clear. I'm not bashing video games because actually I want to do a future episode talking about the benefits of video games. But I, I don't want to get into that on this episode. But I do think talking about the social aspect that goes along with it, who you're talking to, what you're talking about, how it makes you feel, it's it's very easy to let things get under your skin for people to bully you, push you around, um, especially if they want to attack you. I mean, what if you're a good game player? What does everyone want to do? Gang up on you. Gang fest. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I mean, then how much fun is that? Because now you're going in to play a game and everyone's just smoking you the moment you show up. Yeah, but games are fun. You know, the books that I write are based in a, you know, a digital afterlife, you know, game world. I love games. And I think what we're talking about here is approaching games from a responsible manner and seeing how big of an impact they can have. And that not everybody that we're talking to or hanging out with is, you know, who they say they are. And and we're talking to, you know, some younger gentlemen on this podcast, but People get catfished every single day. Yep. Uh, I know a couple of people who have met their spouses on video games. Uh, World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy, those MMOs, it's a big one. And, yeah. and usually, you know, people can form some very deep connections. And I've seen some beautiful things, but then I've also seen some horrible things. And it just goes to show, you know, you just can't trust everybody um, based on who they say that they are. Absolutely. It's it's all about the people, not necessarily about the video game itself. It is. So, the important thing that I would like to point out for kids, look, whenever you're using the internet, um, stop to think about what you're doing and ask yourself, should I be doing this? Is this making me feel bad? Let your parents know who you're talking to, or at least who you think think you're talking to because the thing is is when you have private conversations with people that your parents don't know you have eliminated any chance of someone stopping something bad from happening you have taken the guardrails completely off and i know kids like to have their privacy They're like oh i just want to talk with my friends well but we've just talked about the fact that they may not really be your friends. And when you just exclude any adult that could possibly look at those conversations and cue in on stuff that you're missing, you've set yourself up for something that could be really bad or bullying. Look, who wants to go and tell their parents, hey, mom, I'm being bullied online. But how many uh, how many kids end up severely depressed because of that? And we've even had news articles where kids have killed themselves because of being bullied online. 
Yeah. And, and for anybody out there who might be listening, definitely, you know, talk to your parents, talk to somebody that you can trust, but you also remember that you can step away. Like you're, there's nothing saying that you have to remain plugged in. So there have been times, uh, Devlin is experiencing one right now where he was using his phone when he wasn't supposed to and doing things he wasn't supposed to be doing with it. And his phone is taken away. That is a mandatory cool off period. He does not have access to electronics. You can do this yourself. It doesn't have to be a punishment. You know, having that access, it's, it's a double-edged sword, and it can hurt you very badly, and you can get sucked in, but you don't have to have it as a punishment where your parents take that device away. You can make that call. You can step away from the device. If you're noticing that you um, get sucked into certain kinds of content, if you feel like you got to be sneaking around uh, on your phone, you know, it's probably, if, you, if you're sneaking around with it, you know that you're not doing something you're supposed to be doing. You can you can stop that. I also want to say that if you are feeling bad about yourself and you're not really feeling good about your life, the more time you spend on your phone, the worse it's going to get. 100%. That is like, that's, that goes for me, too. I've noticed yeah. that. They call it a doom scroll for a reason. And exactly. The algorithms, like, algorithms have been trained to keep you scrolling. There's a camera on your phone. A yep. lot of these uh, very sophisticated social media platforms that we have, they can actually track when your eyes are on the screen, where they're at on the screen, how, how to keep you engaged, how to keep you scrolling, what makes you comment, what makes you uh, leave that part of the, the platform and go look for something else. And they are fine-tuning these algorithms to keep you sucked in. If they do it to adults, they do it to kids. We're all very, very valuable. Oh, yeah. My wife falls down the TikTok rabbit hole all the time. TikTok's one of those things you can hop on, and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this for five minutes. The next thing you know, it's like, you know, five hours later. Um, (laughs) Where did the time go? All right, man. I think that's a that's about a wrap for today. I want to thank you guys for coming on. Um, before we go, though, let's do a uh, pick of the week if we've got one. Do you guys have anything on your end for a pick of the week? Something cool, fun? Doesn't have to be security related. Just anything at all that you think is kind of cool and would like to share. Uh, Devlin needs uh, a few seconds to think of something. Okay. How about you, Brady? You got one? You know, uh, it's a violent game, but I really uh, Elden Ring. If anybody hasn't checked out Elden Ring, uh, it is crazy hard. I spent the first, I started out as a wretch, which is a level one. Uh, You're pretty much just in a a loincloth. You run out into the world with a stick. Um, I spent like 10 hours at level one because I didn't know how to level up. Got my face smashed in so many times. Um, but I've since, you know, beat the game and moved on to New Game Plus and just a lot of fun. Uh, over 50, 60 hours worth of playtime so far. Um, really challenging game that, w- that I really enjoyed. Awesome. I have to agree with that. Outstanding. How about you, Isaac? You got anything? Souls is the world of death. 
Um, the boys. We have we have started watching. Well, I'm already up to date on the boys, but the uh, boys on Amazon Prime, uh, definitely, probably not appropriate for younger kids. Um, yeah, I would agree with that one. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> a great series. It it really is, and for those of you that haven't seen it, um, it's basically uh, the Justice League with really bad superheroes, like really bad. <laughs> and heroes is used very lightly. Yes, yes. So, but it's a good show, a uh, good series, uh, very creative. Definitely enjoy that. That was going to be my pick of the week too, since it just came back. Um, so yay, season three, the boys, definitely, uh, definitely worth watching and binging if you're looking for something to uh, get sucked into for a little bit. All right, man. Well, sweet. I guess that's a wrap. Okay, wrap it. <laughs> hey, man. Until next week. I'll talk to you later. Here we go. listening to another episode of the No Shit InfoSec podcast. I encourage you to leave feedback so that we can make ourselves better. You can reach us at noshitinfosec at gmail.com. You can also find us on all the popular socials looking for No Shit InfoSec, including Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. We can be found on Anchor FM, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please like and review so that other people can find the podcast. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and may you take what you learned and make yourself and your family safer on the internet, and may Evil Steve catch a digital STD. Devlin's a little sullen because I told on him. Yeah, you got ratted out. Now the whole world gets to hear it. The good news is you'll be ungrounded by the time anyone hears it. You'll probably forget that that had even happened by the time that episode airs.